All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. Here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Good evening, everybody. Welcome inside the Colts Daily Update. This is the last Colts Daily Update of the season, the last Thursday of the last regular season week, and that's because we know the Colts will not be headed to the playoffs next year, so we're done after tonight in terms of Daily Updates. I'm Matt Taylor, joined, as always, on a Thursday by, or with, I should say, J.J. Stangovitz from Colts.com, and Colts are getting ready to close out the regular season on Sunday against the Houston Texans. The Colts check into this game 4-11-1. The Texans are 2-13-1, and these two teams will be picking near the top of the draft in some order in the spring. In fact, if the Texans lose, they'll secure the top pick in the draft for the first time since 2014, and it would also mark the third year in a row a team from the AFC South picked first overall. That's the backdrop heading into JJ. What's going on today, my friend? You all right? Yeah, hanging in there. You know, last day, the last daily update mm-hmm. of the year, we're down to only one more game week day, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Uh, you know, one more season Friday, and then the busy – it sounds funny to say, but the busy season begins when the season ends. Yeah. Because the a lot coach of impact. Will be, coach will be conducting a full coaching search right. after the season ends. Mm-hmm. That is always a lot of work. Then once the head coach is, is hired – then he has to hire an entirely new staff. We'll be getting to know a lot of guys uh, coming into the building. No you know, may, maybe maybe some coaches stick around, certainly, but yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of change here over the next couple of weeks in yeah. Indianapolis. No question about it. Yeah, as soon as that gun goes off, we talked about it on the podcast. I mean, this is going to be a very foundational laying off season coming up for the Colts with a new head coach, and we'll see what they do in the draft and free agency and all of that. There's a ton of time to get into all of that uh, after Week 18. And and with that, J.J., Week 18 is also in the backdrop of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Yeah. It's still ongoing, and um, but there was some great news today out of Cincinnati this afternoon, according to his doctors and medical team. Hamlin has been awake. He's been able to communicate through writing. Uh, The Buffalo Bills shared today that Hamlin has shown, in their words, remarkable improvement Mm -hmm. over the last 24 hours or so. So that's all great, great news. But as it relates to the Colts, um, you were in the locker room yesterday, as was I, talking to a lot of guys about, you know, how that situation and how that scene has impacted them. How how do you see that sort of hitting home in Indianapolis with the Colts inside the locker room? Yeah, Matt, it certainly shook everyone, every member of this Colts team, uh, you know, whether you're watching the game or not, whether you know DeMar Hamlin like Rodney Thomas II does or not, you you saw a, a jarring scene of mm-hmm. CPR being performed on a, a football player on the field in Cincinnati. And, you know, players digested it in some different ways. I think, you know, some guys looked at it and, and – you know, realize that you have to compartmentalize going forward this week. You know, Ryan Kelly talked about that. He said, you know, as awful of a situation as it is, you know, we still have a game to play on Sunday. And something Ryan said was when you you go out on the field and your mind isn't all the way there, you haven't done all the preparation you need to do, that's when injuries happen. That's when, you know, you, you might have bad technique and all of a sudden – you know, something bad happens to you. Um, you know, certainly no one's talking about to the level of what happened to DeMar Hamlin, but, um, you know, you, you get a, you know, an injury or something like that. So you, you do kind of have to compartmentalize. Yeah. Um, 
you know, talking to other guys in the locker room, you know, Paris Campbell said he was really appreciative of how Jeff Saturday addressed it. He opened his team meeting on Wednesday with a prayer for DeMar Hamlin. The whole team joined in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just talking about it head on. And and Jeff Saturday told the team, hey, I appreciate each and every one of you for the risk that you take every time you go out on the field and Mm -hmm. play for this Colts team. It is not insignificant. I don't think anyone expects what happened to DeMar Hamlin, a cardiac arrest, to happen to them um you know hopefully it never happens again right um but there is risk when you go out there on the football field this is a violent sport the the injury rate is a hundred percent you know it's something ryan kelly said it's something every player points to and you you do have to kind of grapple with that it's a bargain you have to make as a player and yeah um i think seeing what happened to demar hamlin really that that really hit home for a lot of players, and I hope it hits home with fans too. I hope it hits home with the people listening to this, that the guys who go out there on the field are humans. And, yes, they make a lot of money to play this game. But ultimately, they are, you know, fathers. They are husbands. They are sons. Um, you know, the, these the, they have mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and, um, you know, friends and so many people who care about them and, and who want to see them do well and – um, it, it's very easy to sit back and criticize players. You know, ah, you stink. You know, my bet didn't hit because you didn't do this, or my fantasy team lost because you had a terrible week. But there's so much that we just don't see that goes into playing on Sundays, mm-hmm. and there's so much that we don't understand about players going out there and playing on Sundays. And what it takes. And what it takes yeah. as people who don't do it. Yeah. And I, I just think sometimes you need to have that perspective um, – and, you know, the DeMar Hamlin situation, I think, kind of brought that perspective to light over the last couple of days. Well said. Well said right there. J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. I'm Matt Taylor. Colts Daily Update here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, as it pertains to the Colts going into this last game, I mean, the roller coaster continues with the offense, unfortunately. It's just been that kind of year. Sam Ellinger is going to get the start against the Texans. Um, it's going to be the third time this season he starts and it's going to be, all told, the fifth different time the Colts have changed quarterbacks mm-hmm. between Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger. I talked about it on, on the show yesterday on the Colts Daily Update. J.J., how, how do you even attempt to describe the season that Sam's had in terms of movement up and down yeah. uh, the depth chart and what he's being asked to do on a week-to-week basis here? Well, how about even the fact that he made this team? I mean, mm-hmm. coming into training Start camp, there, yeah. he was the number three quarterback uh, on a team that had two veterans ahead of him, and he earned his way onto this team with how well he performed during right. training camp. Um, but then you go back to week eight, and they right. say, all right, Sam's going to be our guy for the rest of the season, and then that only lasts two games. Right. You know, there's the head coach change, the offensive coordinator loses his job. Yeah. It, but the one thing I will say for Sam Ellinger is – the, probably the, the best way to describe him is poised. And that poise, I think, ha, has really shined through this year in you know a year where you, you could easily kind of have whiplash of like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm doing what this week? I'm the, back, I'm the third stringer. I'm the backup. I'm the starter. I'm the third stringer. I'm the backup. I'm the starter. Um, it, it's really it's, – it's been challenging, but he's <laughs> I think he's handled it really well. I mean, you look at even coming into that game against the Giants last week – where you're losing by, what, 28 points or whatever it was. It's it's not good out yeah. there. Um, and all of Sam Ellinger's teammates after the game talked about, hey, how poised he was out there. How when he comes in, 
you know, we don't feel like we miss a beat. We feel calm. It's not like it's, you know, some fire drill. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a trait that has really, really come through for Sam Ellinger this year. And it's had to. Uh, and he has definitely been impressive with that. Yeah. J.J. Stangovitz right there. I'm Matt Taylor. You're listening to the Colts Daily Update tonight here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I want to bump down to – we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because the news came out on Saturday right before the game on Sunday against the Giants. But I want to double back to on defense, Unique Ngakwe. Um, his season is over. He had that throat injury that he sustained against the Chargers and mm-hmm. practiced through it last week up until about Friday and then went to doctors and trainers and said, hey, something's just not right here. Yeah. They examined him and they said, yeah, you, you, you need to have a procedure. And so he did. And so his season's done. He's on injured reserve. So he's not going to play in these last two games. But nine and a half sacks on the season, J.J., for him. And he was really coming on. Yeah, he's he gonna, was. He's going to be a free agent. What did you make of his fit with the Colts, and who knows, you know, what this defense is going to look like next season, scheme wise. We don't know if Gus Bradley is going to be retained in the off season. But, but what did you make of his first campaign, if you will, with the Colts at defensive end? Yeah, I thought, you know, like you mentioned, Mate, he really came on strong. You know, maybe it was a, a slow start for him, mm-hmm. um, but you know, once he got in kind of a groove with DeForest Buckner next to him playing that three tech defensive tackle. You could see he was really starting to hone in on some of his pass rushing moves, how he could play off of Buck. Yeah. And, you know, finishing with nine and a half sacks, that's nothing to sniff at. Um, I think his fit on this team going forward is really interesting because, you know, he he is a, a guy who, in Gus Bradley's defense, has had a lot of success He's over thrived. the course of his career. He's yeah. thrived in it. Um but you know it let you know cuz again we don't know what this coaching staff is going to look like if Gus Bradley is back you would think that would increase Unique Ngakwe's chances of coming back to this team in free agency but right. you know say whoever the head coach is wants to bring in a 3-4 front yeah. does Unique Ngakwe fit in a 3-4 front he seems more like a you know two hands in the dirt defensive lineman you know you know not in a two point stance but in a three point stance um so, you know, a lot of questions to be answered, certainly. And that's, again, what I said, where it's going to get really interesting over these next couple of weeks because we are going to learn. Dominoes. You're right. Yeah. Not just about the direction that the coaching staff is going to go, but then how that impacts some of the free agents, whether it's mm-hmm. Bobby Okereke, whether it's Enique Ngakwe, whether it's Paris Campbell, uh, you know, some of these guys who are going to become unrestricted free agents mm-hmm. in mid-March. Who, who the coaching staff is is going to play a big part in if those guys are back or not. Yeah. All right. Going into the game. I know the fans, you know, look at it, JJ, and they say, "Well, this game's really all about draft picks." And you know, you got two thirteen and one versus four eleven and one, and totally get it. But from a intriguing, uh, interesting, and football perspective, there's still a lot of storylines uh-huh. going into this game. What are you writing about as far as that is concerned, heading into Week 18 for the final time? Couple things here. Uh, first, Desire Franklin. He's five tackles away from setting a Colts franchise record for most tackles in a season. He would break Shaquille Leonard's mark of 163 set in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you and I had a chance to talk to Zaire in the locker room on Wednesday just about this, and, and he said, you know, it, it would be a, a really incredible thing. And, and he's not one to shy away from, you know, saying, "Hey, yeah, I, I have done a good job this year." I appreciate that about him, that some players would just say, ah, you know, whatever about it. But he, he genuinely appreciates the things he has accomplished on the field while also saying, you know, it, it makes him question how good he really can be. Mm-hmm. If he can set a Colts franchise record in tackles, what else can he do with his career? 
I think it, it's it's his story has been so impressive, so fun to follow this year. I'm excited to see one more game of it on Sunday, and then I want to see the rookies. You know, I want to see Alec Pierce. You know, Reggie Reggie Wayne said on Thursday that you know he, he kind of challenged Alec. Hey, you hit the rookie wall. Let's get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if Jelani Woods can continue to look impressive with the ball in his hands, even if it's on maybe one or two catches in the game. Right. I want to see Rodney Thomas II, who's playing for DeMar Hamlin, his close friend, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he's going to be playing for him, but he leads the team in interceptions. So let's see what he can do. I want to see one more game out of Bernard Ryman, who has been really solid Taking over the second steps. half of the season. He has definitely developed. And then you think about some of the special team rookies, you know, a guy like Dallas Flowers, who if he he's averaging 33 yards per return entering this game. If he ends this game with at least one kickoff return and he maintains that average of at least 33 yards, he'll become the first player since 1970 to have 20 or more kickoff returns while averaging 33 or more yards per return in a single season. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That's pretty. No, uh, yes, no. I dug that stat up, no, but it's not, pretty impressive. I'm saying, no, for those, I mean, you you don't have that in front of you. You rattled that off. Yeah, that's true. I did rattle that off. And, yeah. and plus, it's a really impressive nugget. It it's is. really, really yeah. impressive considering he's only been doing it for five weeks. I, I mean, that's a crazy thing. He's fourth in the NFL in kickoff return yards, and he's been the team's returner since the second half of yeah, week 12. right. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, part of that's a product of the amount of points scored against the Colts, but it's also a product of Dallas Flowers being a really good kick returner. Yeah, they've definitely found something yeah, there. Yeah, you know, and, and other guys just, you know, JoJo Doman has made a big impact on special teams. Nick Cross, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been making an impact on defense, but he has stepped up for Bubba Ventrone's special teams units over the latter part of the season. So, yeah. yeah, you know, still plenty to look for on Sunday. And guys who are going to be on this team next year getting one more chance at development is going to be important. i got to challenge you one more time. Dallas Flowers, the first player since the merger, 1970, with at least 20 kickoff returns, so attempts, and average at least 33 kickoff so return at, yards. He is at 19. Did I get that right? He is at 19 kick returns at a 33-yard-per-return average right so now. So he needs one more. So he if he needs one return of 33 <laughs> yards, and then that's it, and he would be the first guy since the merger to do that. Wow. I, I didn't say it as eloquently as you did, but that was beautiful. That's what you get with J.J. Stangovitz. Follow him online, Colts.com, and the Colts mobile app, and you hear him on the Colts Audio Network. Seriously, man, appreciate all the time and the insight here on Thursdays on the Colts Daily Update as we always empty out your notebook going into the game uh, for the upcoming Sunday or Monday, whatever the case is. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you Sunday. Always good talking ball, Mate. We'll do it again next year. You got it, absolutely. And we'll do it all offseason as J.J. is going to be a regular on the Colts' uh, official podcast on Tuesdays during the offseason. So despite us leaving you uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on the Colts Daily Updates on radio, We're still online, uh, on demand, anytime that you need us. So check us out again, Colts.com and the mobile app. And anywhere you download your podcast on the Colts Audio Network. For J.J. Stangovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. Instant replay is coming up next, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Colts Happy Hour with JMV on Friday evening. For J.J., I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update. Thanks for sticking with us here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.